thank you for tuning back in to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Alex. My name is Eric. And today we have episode, God knows Six, what. seven, one of them. It's, uh, it might be eight by now. we got some episodes to catch up on, yeah. you know. But uh, it's, it should be seven or eight, somewhere up there along the lines. Um, got to find ourselves some kind of, what's it called? Uh, we got to find a better intro. Well, they don't care what episode it is. No. They don't. Absolutely not. But we'll, we're, we're going to work it out as it goes along. We, you know, Things are going to slowly start to change. We're going to uh, change up the setup a little bit yeah. here. We're going to start doing a little bit more of a different approach. Start getting some more different guests that I think have more stories that are appealing not only just to us, but more to the viewers too. Um, Eric, last week we had a slow week for football. Nothing really too crazy, nothing too, too interesting. Ryan's place i'll be honest i didn't really follow exactly. did you bet at all or no 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 i only bet on the lions i'm still in retirement with you um i'm think i think i'm ready to come back swinging though i i, I think i'm ready to come back swinging uh the lions are gonna be playing the panthers next or, or uh where are they playing next i think chargers definitely gonna be an interesting game chargers aren't anyone really oh actually do chargers you see? are they're gonna be a hard team it's gonna be one of our tougher games i think the rest of the season i don't i don't know about all that man i i don't think so i think genuinely that that should be a clean game chargers are four and four they don't really have much competition in their division i don't know it's gonna be tough to see eric our easiest game is gonna be chicago i the packers well yeah we've already beat them a couple times i think because that's our thanksgiving game and i'm gonna go with um Vikings, because Kirk Cousins went off a couple of weeks back for the torn Achilles. Yeah, yeah but their new guy, um, Doggins, he, he's holding it down. Dobbs. Or Dobbs, is that what it is? He used to be the Lions' backup last year. Really? Yeah, so he was the Lions' backup until the last game of the season, and then he went to Tennessee Titans, and then from there he went to – he started in Arizona oh, this year. This guy. No, I just – I just happened to – real or. Was happened to watching the Titans game last year when they were saying, like, this guy literally landed in from Detroit three hours before this game started. That was, uh, it was another trade that just happened that was um, with the Los Angeles Rams. They just got, fuck, who was it? It was, it's, fuck. I'm not sure who they got. Well, yeah, they needed a QB because it's about to be done. Oh, they got Carson Wentz from um, from Philadelphia. Not even because Stafford's about to be done because they drafted Stenson Bennett in the fourth round this year. Yeah, and he played one pregame, and then they put him on the roster as he's not injured, but he's on the reserve list. He's okay. not playing. He's not eligible. He's eligible to play, but he's not playing. They came out and said that he's not playing for personal reasons, and they don't think he'll be back the rest of this year. Well, when he was a quarterback at Georgia, he had a big alcohol problem. Uh So everyone's thinking he's in rehab because no one has came out and said anything. The Los Angeles Rams said, like, we're not going to comment on his personal problems. Yeah, and they're saying the Rams had the worst draft pick because of that. They took one of their highest round picks. Third round, yeah. top of the third, drafted him. He played one pregame, yeah, and absolute and now they're getting another QB. Wow. But yeah, it's going to be Carson Wentz. He's so, a veteran. 
So-so. Isn't, isn't he like five or six years in the league? Give or take, but he, he's coming off from the Eagles, I believe. So he's definitely, it's going to be definitely an interesting play style for him because it's completely different. You know, I, I like to watch how teams kind of play, like their play style, and those are two completely different teams. You know, like the Philadelphia Eagles, I think, are a lot more uh, conservative team that play a lot more structural, and the Rams are just, you know, kind of like the Lions. They're down to go have some fun with it and try some trick plays. Yeah. The Rams kind of remind me of, like, 2017 Lions. Definitely. Definitely. Building right now. It's They have a chance. You know, they just came off of a Super Bowl win two years ago, so... You know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, was that Super Bowl by luck, though? Let's be real. I mean, you could say all that about any sport. You know, it's all scripted, right? So we don't know if it's luck, if it's a script. So I saw this interesting. I can't pull it up because my internet's not working, but I saw this interesting thing. <clears throat> so you know how each year they come out with, like, the Super Bowl logo? Yeah. And basically, by the color. So they say yeah. that this year it's going to be the 49ers and it's going to be the Ravens. Yes, or the or the Chiefs and Ravens, yeah, or Chiefs and Vikings, but the purple and the uh, the red. Yeah, I, I saw that too. I I I think I'm gonna lock that bet in, <laughs> just just for shits and giggles, just like as an exact bet, you know, the for a project or uh, predicted uh, Super Bowl. Colors red and blue. <laughs> and blue. Yeah. So what's your point? Lions. <laughs> They tried to speak to us in code. Oh, no, Eric. It's going to be all about Detroit. Um, about that one. I, I well, think. Okay, so if I'm not mistaken, they play Chargers, yeah. Bears, yeah. Vikings. Or no, 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 no. This is going to be way off. Chargers. Yeah, no, no. Chargers. It's going to be. They Green always Bay, play. They play Thanksgiving Bay on Thanksgiving. Well, before Thanksgiving. We pay them on the 23rd. That's Thanksgiving. Day. Is it? Yeah. I they thought always played Thanksgiving. I thought Thanksgiving day. was like the twenty fifth or twenty sixth. I could be way off. I'm almost positive Thanksgiving's the twenty third day. Alright, let me get you. Fourth Thursday in November. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that is enough. I gotta look at the actual calendar. Fuck. Right, hold let on. Let me get you. Hold on. I got, I got it right here. One, two, yeah, it's the twenty third. Oh, Alright, so let me let me try to guess the rest of their schedule. Alright, so the Chargers, Green Bay, Chicago, Vikings. Wait, so say it again? Okay, hold on. Chargers, Mm -hmm. Green Bay. No. Other way around. Bears then Bears then. Okay. Okay, Chargers, Bears, Green Bay, Vikings. Cowboys. Green Bay again? Saints. Saints, all right. Then it's fucking Bears, Vikings, something again. Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. Yeah, see, I'm positive we got at least six of those in the bag. Yeah, that's a solid, that's a solid confirmation. Broncos, blowout. Bears, blowout. They just beat the Chiefs, though. No, Lions will hold it together against them. I'm I'm more than confident. Broncos, blowout, like you said. Bears blowout. blowout. That's three games. Both times they play the Bears. Packers. That's a win. That's four. Saints. I'm not sure. Uh, Vikings beat them both times. That's seven games. You think they'll beat the Cowboys? 
they play they play Cowboys the last game of the year, right? That's no, they're second to last. The last game of the uh, well, yeah, that is the last game of the year, and then on January seventh they play Vikings against That's Lions. That's the one I'm really not sure about because Cowboys can pull it together some weekends, mm-hmm. and then some weekends you're thinking like, wow, is they need to fire their head coach like I, Vegas I think, did. I think I'm home for that too. It's gonna be a home game. No, day before New Year's Eve. Dude, so I was looking at Lions tickets. Outrageous. And? But if you, they're like a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. But if you go to like St. Louis, the Rams stadium, and watch the Lions play, they're like $40. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy, bro. It's it's just crazy to see how much the inflation has like infected like just over five, one year. How much hype and price has like grown. Because I remember in the beginning of the year, like preseason, you could get tickets for sixty bucks, yeah. seventy bucks. 60, 65, Yeah, 70. even in the beginning of the season, you could go find it for like one hundred fifty. You yeah. know, like a good seat for two hundred. Now three hundred, three fifty. Like I see people on Facebook selling them six fifty for two tickets. I'm like. Oh, four years ago, people were giving these away because they didn't want to go. That's how it's with the Tigers right now. We can't we can't talk bad about the Tigers, man. Bro, I don't get it. Yo, so I wanted to bring this back up to you because a couple episodes ago, could be out, could not be. <laughs> Who knows at this? Point? It will be once this. Because I don't know what we talked about uh-huh. and which episode we talked about this in. Matt Canada. Yeah. I believe it's out already. Actually. It should be. It is. It came out. That's when I came back from Pittsburgh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that one's out. So, <clears throat> I was watching the Steelers game the other night, and yeah. they were talking about your friend, Matt Canada. Uh-huh. He's been in, I want to say, in the NFL coaching career type offensive coordinator 10 plus years. Yeah, Could be wrong. It's, it's been a while. You could almost say he's a vet. Yes. Yes, last Sunday was the first game that he they actually looked like a football team during yeah, the game the and wasn't up in the box his first time in the whole career. Yeah. This and is why we're shifting this way. Like he can actually see the field for once, and he's like, oh, so this yeah. is what's happening. Yeah. yeah. This is why I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, 10-plus years, and he's never sat on the field during the game. He's looked always down from the box. For the binoculars, like. All right, 76, you're about to shift left, left. Blitz coming. I wonder they weren't fucking doing anything good. It doesn't really surprise me because it just that just like seems like the, like the like the what is the word for it? The stereotype behind like Pittsburgh Steelers. Like no one there just gives a fuck. Only guy who gave the fuck was Ben Roethlisberger. But you know he retired a long time ago. In the big, bus. yeah, big Ben man. He was that was that was my favorite quarterback growing up as a kid. And I think ever since that he left, that team went to shit. Antonio Brown act like a fool. Um, he getting traded around like crazy. Coach don't know what the fuck he's doing. It's it's interesting to think about it because like someone they owns that team. <laughs> you know, someone paid three hundred, five hundred, six hundred million for that team. And they just they just sit there every day and they're just teams just getting shit on. All, like literally, like I remember, like I told you, bro, their own city has created sauces. That says Matt Canada sucks. It was like fire Matt Canada. You know? That's what made me think of this. Uh, It's the first thing I thought of when I saw him on TV. I've never seen that. The hot sauce? Yeah. Isn't that crazy, bro? Like, that's. There's that much passion behind everything for just one man. And it's. I've never even seen that politically done. They just go on with this one guy and he's like, we're going to run with it. Fire Matt Canada. And it's. 
I also saw people on the internet saying like it's not his fault. Their team sucks, and there's nothing Matt Canada can do about their team. Oh, offensive line sucking. Their quarterback sucking. Look at the Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos. And there's no excuse. Yeah, he's not Russell Wilson is their quarterback. That's a fat right That's there. That's a budget. Yeah. That was he, he's, like, he's not that good anymore. No, oh, he's washed up. Yeah, he's not the old Russell Wilson he used to be. I was just talking with this about Snow. Yeah. That was a no. He was sick. It used to be sick. I was just talking with the kid beater. Of course, I remember the kid beater. Of course, I remember him. Adrian Peterson. Do you remember that? Tom Brady. Hey, we're not gonna talk about that. Of course, I remember him. Michael Vick, yeah, the dog. Yeah, all of them, man. Tom Brady. Oh, uh, what's his name? Ray Lewis. That was yeah. my favorite. He was a crazy motherfucker. Yeah. Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. Richard Sherman. He was cool too. He was. He was on the Seahawks. Uh, one thing I want to talk a little bit different, Eric. It's still been on the football talk. Um, my sister can't help but like bring it up to me at least once a day because she she's now all of a sudden a football fan. But uh, you know, why do you think of that? Why do you think she's a football fan? Can I say it's probably got someone to do that has blonde hair? You know, something I call Swifty. You know, Swifty. Oh, uh, that's that's what my, that's what my sister is. A hundred percent. Yeah, she's she loves Taylor Swift. She's all for her and it's. She's definitely, you know, like she's kind of like on the stereotype side. She's like, Taylor and Travis are playing tonight. No, no, it's not. Okay, the the Kansas City Chiefs are playing tonight, and Travis Kelsey's on the team. Okay, like let's let's get this all right. Okay, she'll tell me like that. Uh, she'll send me pictures. It's all of, like the wives of like the Kansas City Chiefs like husbands. Yeah, are all like hanging out, and it's like it was a picture that was caught, and every girl's going crazy over it. So it's like Selena Gomez, Taylor Swift. Patrick Mahomes' wife, Gigi Hadid in the back, and, like, two other famous people. And they're like, this is just, like, the casual hangout group. And, like, girls are just going crazy over it. And I just, I think it's so interesting that people can go from such, like, a casual life like that to just, like, that now that that, that is their casual life, you know? Like, like, have you seen the post, for example, it's, like, 100,000 or a dinner with Jay-Z? Yeah. And these people are just on casual dinner dates with Taylor Swift, and they make their hundred thousand dollars a year too. They get the best of both worlds. Very mm-hmm. interesting for me to kind of see that kind of Do stuff. You think the Chiefs have some sort of deal with with T? I, they have to, bro, because it's it's gone absurd out at this point. I I get hanging out with Patrick Mahomes' wife. Mm-hmm. She's Patrick Mahomes is very wealthy themselves, very famous, yeah. one of the best football players to ever do it. Yep. But it's to squat, speak more, right. it was a whole squad with, photo. she was hanging out with like five or six or seven of the Chiefs players' wives. It, it was a whole squad. Right. It was a whole squad with Selena the Gomez. Taylor Swift. And it's like, the, they they were having the time of their life. They've never had publicity before. They've never had people wanting to take their photos. That's what my sister was saying. I wonder if they have like a group chat that they'll just text them and it's like, hey, we're going to Nobu tonight. Like, we got the place closed down. Let's meet there at 8. You know, it's like some such casual talk about it. I already ordered all the calamari and shrimp and three bottles of... Prosecco. Yeah. Some champagne. I don't even know what, anything that they want. But it's... it's. I They got to be painter, bro. The Chiefs franchise probably went up a couple million. Almost like a brand, like an advertising contract. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you, 
come this amount of games, talk about us this amount of times, show up about this many times on camera. No worry, we'll get you. We'll get you a nice bag, you know. You know, speaking about Taylor Swift coming to the Chiefs game and Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, mm-hmm. right? Andy Reid used to be the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, and Taylor Swift grew up in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and was a huge fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. There's a video that resurfaced on my Instagram. It's about ten years old. It's a throwback of a fans of the Philadelphia Eagles using a Taylor Swift song ten years ago. Yeah. Making a song called "Fire Andy Reid," oh. and it's just so funny that like it came three sixty, wow. and now she's dating one of Andy Reid's players, yeah. and Andy Reid like talks so highly of her, oh. and fans yeah, use her, her song "Great it Andy Reid." That's that's crazy. Um, I'm gonna hop on a different topic with you. Do you still listen to T Grizzly at all? Yeah, her new album's great. It was it was fire. Uh, he's Probably one of my new favorite upcoming, or not even upcoming artists. Like, yeah, he's one of my upcoming, like, one of my favorite upcoming artists, yeah. you know. Um, and it's, his music is just so, like, visual. Because he's telling you a story, you know. Not only is he rapping, but it's, like, it's such a great story. Like, the last album he did, like, it was um, uh, Miss Evans, you know. Like, he, uh, yes, where he was telling, like, the the story about the kids and yeah, the two kids made yeah. like who's in a bang the teacher first yeah. and you know he's telling like the full story on it and it goes on like to both sides of it it shows it from one guy's perspective it shows it from the other kid's perspective and it also shows it from Miss Evans perspective I think T Grizzly's new album is really good uh, it reminds me it gives me of like a t- I'm not a big King Von fan mm-hmm. but it gives me a King Von storytelling like vibe yeah but with a Detroit spin to it, and it, it's just—it's—it's it's definitely it's, something of a first of its own because there's, I haven't seen many other people kind of storytell like that. But uh, his just goes bar for bar, and it just all lines up, and it all goes together. And that's what I was gonna say. Did you see like what he did like in the city? I saw it on Instagram. I'm not quite sure the whole whole gist of it. I think it was like a hood bocce. No, or no. Like so, Coney Island. So thing. that's like his brother almost. His uh, brother owns hood bocce, and they came okay. together. And as T was growing up, you know, he was saying that he was very poor. It was very hard for him, so he'd always go to that Coney. And his favorite thing to get was fish with a pita, a chicken pita, with like a drink. Yeah. And so he invited any family out to Detroit and bought everyone a meal. And he bought over a thousand meals at the Coney. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he bought over a thousand meals for See, people. See, that's not only good for T Grizzly, not only good for the business, not only good for the people of Detroit, it's good for everybody. It, it just everybody was, won. It was an all around blessing. Coney won from it. The people all got to eat. There was it was it was nice to see because like I I you know Detroit, I know Detroit. Some people don't, but there's a lot of violence here. You know, people be for no reason. Like you just accidentally look someone the wrong way and they want to kill you. They're just yelling at yeah. you for no reason. It was just nice to see. It was very peaceful there. Everyone came together. They had a lot of security there, a lot of police there, obviously. But everyone was there just for the community. All the kids came out, you know. And that's the thing. A lot of these kids, you know, can have kind of experiences like that because that's what T was saying, you know, as he was growing up. That's why a lot of the kids do what they do is because they can't afford half this shit. So they want to yeah. at least enjoy something, you know. Man, Detroit's a, it's very, it's, it's, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful place, man. Beautiful city, a lot of beautiful homes, a lot of beautiful people in Detroit, but there's also a bad side to it. I just saw on the news last week, there's still over 30,000 abandoned homes spread throughout the city that haven't been torn down yet. That's a, that's a lot of poverty, man. So many people getting, dying, killing every day, you know, that's, 
stems back to poverty and it's just all the above. There's a really bad drug epidemic. You know, there's a lot of problems, and I, it's crazy to think that we're one of the only cities that has its own private uh, what's it called, uh, FBI task force to it. I don't know if you knew that or not, but Detroit yeah, has Homeland Security office in downtown. Exactly, and that's dedicated strictly just to Detroit, and that's because of how much scamming has been going on, how much crime and uh, murder has been going on, how much import and export of drugs have been happening. Yeah. There's so much fentanyl coming into Michigan. I just had this argument with someone the other day. What What do you ask me? What do you think is the worst city, Detroit or Chicago? Based off the murders. Okay. Mm. Chicago. You would think. But can I tell you why you're wrong? I mean, so, yes. Statistically, they're both up there. Right. And I just think with my the whole reason I don't know I don't know one more than the other because like the, the only reason why I say Chicago is because I'm someone from Detroit. Right. I know Detroit. I know where you can go and I know where you can't go. Right. Yeah, no, no, I get what you're so saying. So that's my whole thing. So, yes, I, you would typically think, by based off what you see on the Internet, Chicago's like a very, very scary city. Yeah. But what they're not telling you is, yeah, Chicago had 648 murders last year, let's say. Was it 1,000? And then did, we had like 300 and something. I think it was more. Than Check it really quick before I tell the story because I don't want to tell a false-ass story if it's not true. I'm almost positive. I thought we had like 348. I could be way wrong, though. 2022? Yeah. Homicides. Yeah. Uh, Detroit, Michigan, number three on the list. We had 307 homicides in 2022. Does it say Chicago on there? Chicago is number nine. How many homicides? Two, 692. Okay. So... What they're not going to tell you, though, is Detroit is up there higher on that list Mm -hmm. because Detroit had 307 homicides. We have 600,000 people in the city of Detroit. Chicago has has 600-and-something homicides. They have 2.6 million people, 2.7 million people in their city, 2.1 more million people than Detroit has, and they only had 400 more murders than us. Yeah, it's pretty crazy once you put it in that perspective. Yeah, isn't that nuts to think about? Because I thought my whole, like, last couple years that, like, Chicago's this big, scary place. Like, it's a lot more dangerous than Detroit. And then I see that number, and I'm like, wait, holy, whoa. This is putting, like, one in every, I don't even know, 30 out of 100 people in Detroit become a victim of some type of crime. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, coming from a, a little different side on Detroit, did you hear about the guy from, uh, he was from, I don't even know what city he was from, it honestly didn't say, but there was a guy from like our so, Oakland County area who had owned a huge a garage, $180 million dollar car collection, yachts, jets, all this cars, stuff. I saw all this. Cars, so, for the people that don't know, there was a guy in the Oakland County area who had an insane collection of vintage cars, luxury cars, sports cars, race cars, the most craziest stuff. He owned properties in Montana, Arizona, Florida, Michigan. He had yachts, jets, helicopters. He lived the most lavish life ever. Yes. Well, he just got just got arrested for a $180 million scheme that he's been doing. So, 
it's it's pretty smart how he did it, bro. So he owned a what what is it a um, payroll company in India, and so if India is underneath its own jurisdiction, no law to America, no compliance, nothing you can do. It's your own thing. He would set up the payroll company to India, write checks made out or. I'm, I'm going to read it just to make sure. That I want to make sure I get it the right way. So, Najib Kahan, 70 years old, of Edwardsburg, Michigan, told if... Where is that? I, I would assume, but somewhere. He probably moved up north. Um, told the federal judge on Mich- in, in Michigan Thursday that he was blinded by greed to carry out the scheme and buy more than 250 cars, as well as airplanes, boats, and a helicopter, according to the Cleveland.com news. Besides receiving 97-month sentence, he must pay back $121 million restitution. Back to the Cleveland-based Key Bank, $27 million to clients, and $9.8 million in owed taxes. Authorities have said Khan carried out the fraud from 2011 to 2019. So from eight years. He ran up 180? No. Bro couldn't disappear. They, that's true greed right there. Can we talk about... Let, let me finish this. We'll hop on to something else. We'll hop on to your ass. It's just, this is about this. This guy's 70-year-old. Yes. 70 years yes, old. Bro, I just don't give a fuck anymore. I just want to live life. Like I, what is the biggest risk I can take? And I'm taking it. I'm running with it. What is he doing? Bro. That means every year, he pocketed clean. Clean, Eric. Anywhere from 20 to $30 million every year. Holy shit, bro. Clean. Through his payroll company. Yeah. So he used the money to fund like a lavish lifestyle, including expensive vacations, et cetera, et cetera. Khan pled guilty, um, had victims. So the other thing is that he would scam everyone, like all of his customers, that he would um, write like uh, fake checks to these people for these cars and they would bounce and he would get the car and that's it, he's gone. So that's what it's saying that he, uh, some of the victims got to recover their, some of their funds, but um, his $180 million dollar collection buy. had to be sold off for $40 million dollars for them to be able to get some restitution. History for himself. This. That's a lot of shit to buy in only eight years. 180 cars, Bro, planes, houses. I, something's telling me this has been going on for a lot longer than only eight years. 100%, but eight years. He got sloppy. Yeah. At eight years, because that's when he got sloppy. Just think about that, bro. I, I don't have my phone in front of me, but I don't know. 12 times it's 8. 8 years, it's 25, years. It's 25 million. Mm-hmm. No, I'm trying to figure out. I mean, 100, that's 2, two oh, no, 250 that's divided that's by 8, 25. Because, 25. No, that's uh, 50. That's a lot 50. of fucking cars. And then he bought planes in there. He bought houses. How did they, how did they not catch on to him sooner? Was he clean? That's like, a lot how of did fucking they, cars. And well, that's something. planes in there. He bought houses. Thing, how did they? How did they not catch on to this sooner? Was he clean? Like how did they? How did they let it go on for eight years without? Like, well, thing. That's the one thing that a lot of people don't know is that they tried to build up as much of a case as they can on you. They're not gonna go for your first or your tenth. They're trying to get you deep into. I get that, hundred percent, brother. But to build a case for eight years and be like, yeah, I'm gonna give you ninety months. Well, cause think about it, they're they're gonna come get their money no matter what. I don't I don't know to be honest, Eric. Like, I don't know because my mom's whole point was is that how do you expect a seven year old man to pay back a hundred and twenty million dollars in restitution? Are you gonna have him working as an executive chef at the jail? Or is he gonna be driving? Making seven dollars an hour. Even even if he lives for another twenty years, Eric, it's not enough. It's not enough. Not even close. So you're. T- 
he's got to have more assets, money, something. He does. It's, it's all safe. It's probably all in a trust, or it's probably all buried in cash. 100%. Trusts are so powerful. Yeah, you can't touch them. Yeah, There's certain ones. Yeah, but if you set it up right and get it through an LLC to an S-Corp to a C-Corp to a, yeah. a beneficiary to a trust, locked. Yeah. As long as they're a beneficiary to the trust. There's, I mean, it's just crazy to see how he was able to do this, bro. Because, like, like, just right here, it says that just to, specifically, to the key bank in Cleveland, he owes $27 million. Or, or I'm sorry, $121 million to the key bank. And then he owes $27 million to his clients. That sounds like the key bank's problem. How, how do you let someone borrow $120 million? That's what I'm how many accounts do you have to open? He had every account. They won't even raise my goddamn credit limit. And I make decent money. And they're not gonna fuck. They're gonna give right. some Joe Schmo who fucking does. Fraud. Like open up a million accounts. Oh yeah, here's 120 million. Oh yeah, Joe Schmo down the street's gonna give you 30 more. By the way, too. Fucking so wait, he not only bought 250 cars, multiple properties, planes, boats. You said. He not, also not took loans debts. out for 160 million dollars. Well, that's we don't know if it's a loan or not. But that's so that's the problem is because he well, it's mortgages and shit. Well, no, it's because he had the um, what is the company called? What did I just call it? The payroll uh, company. yeah, the payroll company. So I believe is that he would write the payroll checks from his company to that key bank, uh, and then they would just keep cashing the checks, 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 and then there was nothing they could do about it because it's an idiot. Got India. you. So they gave him fraudulent hundred and twenty one million dollars worth of fraudulent funds. In a sense. In a sense. As what I believe is what it's it seems to be, and you only got ninety seven months, bro. Yeah, what's that like? Ten years. Twelve ninety seven divided by. Mortgage is three hundred and sixty, and that's thirty years. So. It's it's got to be like eight years. Yeah, that's fucking nothing, bro. To pull off a hundred and hundred twenty million or over more than that. No. This is gonna be the last time they probably see us right here at this table. That's, I'm, I'm hoping for it because okay. we have some new transition styles. We got a little something different. We're gonna start getting a little bit more clean and cut with it, you know. Clean cut. You know, I gotta. We gotta get us some bottles here again. We gotta get loose again. Eric's not a big drinker. Any drink you can imagine. Bottle of Tito's. We get drunk. We're gonna get you a bottle of Tito's. Cut loose. If you give me a bottle of Tito's and some, we got drinks, so that's good. We got. I got any drink you can imagine. Bottle of Tito's. We get drunk every time before. Maybe not drunk, but a couple shots. Yeah, some buzz, yeah, some yeah. buzzage. So we gotta drive home, Eric. We gotta be smart. Right. Yeah. But that's today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll have the next episode ready, hopefully by next week. This one will be posted hopefully in the next couple Let's days, go. along with some other ones. Uh, actually, we'll probably we'll probably funnel it out. So changes up coming for you guys. With all good things, change must come. Change must come. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we are peacing out at the Unscripted Podcast. Peace.